hard to describe how awkward it is to use one of these compared to having the little headset thing. It's just, I don't know, maybe maybe it's because that's how I got used to it. But, uh, so anyway, you can always, I don't know, there's something about me like flipping through my Bible up here before we start that's kind of like, oh, he didn't get his homework done. So... Yeah, I, I was always that kid that was like scribbling on my math, like right before the teacher called the class to order. So, Jesus, we just thank you for your word and uh, for your love to us, God. And we just uh, bind everything that would uh, work against your people today. God, and just ask for your presence to do as only it can. God, that you would prepare our hearts. And raise our sense of expectation, God, to receive that uh, what you have for us today. Just do in us as only you can. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Well, I guess we could wait for Mike, but he was just uh, you know telling me how excited he was that he got here before I started. So, so uh, before he comes back in here, go with me to Second Corinthians chapter one. So here we are, Mother's Day. How about that? All those mothers out there, mothers to be. Tell you what. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this this passage here in this uh, the first chapter of Second <clears throat> Corinthians. Um, and uh, a lot of you were here a long, long time ago uh, uh, when Cynthia and I were in our early 20s and went through a lot of really difficult things. And uh, uh, I remember going back to my little trailer all alone and uh, uh, and somebody calling uh, with uh, with this passage uh, to give me uh, in uh, in first or in second Corinthians chapter one. And I could start in verse 3, but I may as well start in verse 1. And Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in Achaia, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it's for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Whether we be comforted, it's for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so she also be of the consolation. So, so we go through tough stuff in life, and I think I probably just talked about this a few weeks ago, but um, um, it's easy to lose sight when you're in the middle of something difficult uh, of the, the value of what you're going through and the benefit that it's going to bring to your life. 
because uh, for one thing, having gone through difficult things, I can tell you that um, as unpleasant as they can be to go through, once you come through the other side of them, you wouldn't take it back for anything. You know, and, and God knows how to work things out in your life that he couldn't work out any other way. It's, it's, like, it's like getting surgery, for example. Um, I've only ever had to have a, a few minor surgeries, but to me, the benefit of those surgeries certainly outweighed the, um, the disadvantage of the discomfort and the unpleasantness of having to have the thing done in the first place. And so... Um, uh, so I think that's a great example of of one of the reasons you would you would let God take you through those difficult things because sometimes it's like he, there's something there that needs to be removed, and sometimes going through those difficult things identifies it. It could be an attitude, it could be a thought process, uh, it could just be some some deeply rooted habit or or thing that you you, you like to keep around, and and God <clears throat> uh, God is very very good at not taking over your will, because of course he doesn't do that, not overriding it, but bringing you around to the place where your will lines up with his, and when you wouldn't have thought that it would. You know, he said that his people would be willing in the day of his power. It's like, okay, so God knows how to, to get you on the same team with him, uh, and get you on the same page with what he's wanting to do. And, and of course, also... Um, you know, Paul is talking here about uh, the benefit that, that the Corinthians would gain from from him having gone through these difficult things because he had an answer for them, uh, and and because having uh, experienced that that comfort of the presence of God uh, and God's word um, being that uh, being that pillow that he could let, lay his head on at night, uh, that it really um, he has he he could share that with them. And so it, it's hard to it's hard to sympathize with somebody if you don't get it. You know, I, I've talked to lots of people about things, uh, the difficult things they were going through that I had I couldn't sympathize with. It's not that I didn't care, and it's not that it didn't impact me emotionally that they that to have this conversation with them, but I couldn't put myself in their shoes and identify with with it except on an intellectual level. It's like, wow, I get that that would be really hard, but I, I hadn't experienced it, and so I couldn't, I couldn't say, wow, I, I know exactly how that feels. You feel like this, and, and, and this is kind of what you're thinking is, is like. On the other hand, if you have gone through that thing that they're talking to you about, then you do have that answer. It's like, well, I know exactly how you feel. You feel like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then they stare at you. Like, how did you know that? You know, and if I had a dime for every time Cynthia has talked to somebody like that, that was going through you know difficult emotional things, and she's like, yeah, you know, and you feel like this, and and then and this is of course your answer, and da 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 da, da and they just stare. So it happens in Ottawa, it happened in Baldwin. You know, God knows how to do those things in our life. Um, but I don't want to hang out there the whole time, so go with me over to Second um, Timothy. I really like 
the uh, first and second Timothy. <clears throat> it's it's almost to me it's kind of like Proverbs in some ways because it keeps saying uh, like addressing you directly and saying my son and and uh, um, and of course the entire Bible is to you but there's to me there's something about that that um, that it, it's like it's, it I don't know it almost feels like getting a pep talk from your dad I mean I, I don't know what that feels like personally but you know it, from my own dad but um, I could imagine so maybe couldn't sympathize with it but I, I, I understand intellectually that it would be encouraging to have your dad encourage you about something so I suppose in my experience, it would be more like when you sit down to talk with Ron about something and he's, you know, you spit in the bucket and he's rubbing your shoulders and he's like, you can take him, kid. He's a bum. You can take him. You, know. you, you, you spit in the bucket and he sprays water in your face and you get back out there. So, And you're all laughing because you've all had conversations with him that were just like that. You sat down bleeding and your eyes swelling shut. You're like, I can't do this, man. Like, I can't, I can't do it again. And he's like, ah, oh, you can take him, kid. He's a bum. Stick and move. Stick and move. You know. um, uh, but I, I love Second Timothy. Um, of course, it's the, the last thing that Paul wrote. And um, uh, Mark Rutland preaches this, this great sermon about this where he actually reads most of the book as his text and uh and and um i forget what it's called now uh, off the top of my head but if i could probably remember if you passed me a 20 spot um but uh um uh, <laughs> i know I'm, I'm shooting low because it's mother's day but you know i was going to say you know like 2995 but um uh Gosh, I wish I could remember the name of that. But um, but he talks about this and how you know here Paul is is looking at at the end and and he's thinking about Timothy, you know, and and he does he's not thinking. Uh, I believe it's called preach the word. That's, that's what it's called. And uh, you know, he, and he doesn't he's not thinking back on everything that serving God has cost him, and that all all the difficult things that that he's gone through for the sake of the gospel and, and telling Timothy to, you know, run while you still can, you know, get out while he gets good and get a good job and, and, and all that. He, he tells him preach the word, but, um, but I like this. Um, I, I love this chapter because, um, I don't know about you. I don't think there's really anybody who just absolutely enjoys difficult things. You know, um, and, uh, you know, we were talking Wednesday night about about the guy, uh, Ben that went down and fought with the lion in the snowy pit for entertainment's sake, you know, and 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 that's what we want. We, we want to come to that kind of heart. And and I think that part of how we get there is continually facing difficulties that you can't get out of and you can't get around. So that it's it's not such uh, there it's it's I'm not not that it's fun but it's not such a big deal and 
the uh, you know the more you do something, the more you you deal with the situation. The typically the less taxing it becomes. I was just thinking this week. Uh, it's it's been nearly three years since I took over the estimating at work, and like had to learn to actually type and use a computer for more than like paying bills and checking emails, and uh, and I had to like actually talk to people and convince them why they should buy it from us because we're the best and all this stuff. And I was thinking about the very, very first estimate that I did and how when the guy came to the door, I just froze. And it was so awkward. And some people are just awkward when you show up at their door anyway, even though they called you, that if you're awkward too, it's going to be really hard. And uh, um, so I'm still working on that one. I, I'm still not good at the initial, hey, how you doing? Once we get past that, we start talking a little bit. You know, I, it's, I'm totally fine with it. But um, I was just thinking of how difficult that was and how learning all that stuff was. It was kind of this sink or swim type of situation. Like you have to learn this in real time. And, uh, and there are actual... Um, consequences to you not succeeding at this and uh and now you know for the most part three years down the road you know it's like people call and and i'm I'm, you know i'm comfortable with with going out to see them comfortable with looking at their project and i was always so apologetic about it's like well it's it's going to be like six thousand dollars you know and and i would and i would literally and i'm sure that sense of how much it is would come across when I would talk to them, and and you know now you know, uh, in a friendly, polite, and professional way, I think I'm more like the uh, you know the waitress at a greasy spoon that like you know tosses your eggs on the table. It's like there you go, honey. You know, it's like this is how much it is. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you, know, you don't like it too bad. But you know how I got there was doing it over and over and over again and facing people that that actually gave me an attitude in person to my face about how much it was and um uh you know and and then I've had people like get unhappy with the job while it was going on and even though they're not supposed to call me they do and um all kinds of stuff like that and and it's it's not like it's always easy it's still tough but um, uh, that that sense of what do I do panic is not there anymore typically because well for one thing uh, I can just pass it off to Mike but second of all um, I've been through it enough times that it's not it's like okay I know how this works this is not the end of the world and so we go through difficult things in life that feel like the end of the world. Mike and I had a, a week that felt like it was the end of the world at work, and and you know I've talked to several of you about it, and it was really, really, really hard, and and yet it's um, uh, it, it's it's character building. My boys hate it when I tell them that. It's like it's like well hey you know going through this stuff you know it, it builds character, you know. It's like, hey, yeah, I, I know you don't want to rake the leaves five times a year to, you know, while we try and like recover our lawn from the mud pit, but builds character. 
we're out there, and Cynthia's like, maybe we need to get one of those mowers that like would mulch all this and bag it all in one fell swoop. And I'm like, but this builds character. And besides, have you seen how many leaves there are out here? It's like you wouldn't get five feet before you're like taking the bag off. It would actually be faster to rake them. But um, so yeah, my, my boys hate that, and it's probably because I've let them read so much Calvin and Hobbes because he hates it when his dad tells him that things build character. But it's true, isn't it? And we all recognize that it builds character, you know. And and sometimes things that you really want to do take some courage to do. And they and they take some some fortitude and some and enough character to push past the unpleasant bits of it to get to the part that you want. It's like going on a trip, you know. It's like you're going to get on a plane, you're going to go to another state, you're going to have a great time, but you have to get up at three thirty in the morning. It's like oh, and you were up packing till like midnight or whatever, or or you know of doing whatever, and it's like oh, I slept for three and a half hours and I have to get on the plane. Oh. You know, and it's not so fun, but but it takes it does take a bit of character and fortitude to push through that. I remember when Cynthia and I went to Honduras years and years and years ago. It was just like that when we were getting ready to leave, and I was thinking, you know what? I don't want to go to Honduras. I just want to sleep. <laughs> you know, obviously I went, but that was quite some time ago. That was before Jeremy was born. But uh, but anyway, so here in Second Timothy. Chapter two, you know, this is like I, I love this because this is like sitting down with Ron and he's like got the spit bucket and, and he's rubbing your shoulders because he says, thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And strong is a good word because that's, that's what I've been talking about. Those those difficulties, you know, building strength and just your daily experiences, you know, building strength and uh but, but another good word for this in, in, uh, in the Greek is uh, could be translated empowered. And so there's something empowering about the grace of God, about the love of God, that gives you a sense of this is going to be okay, I could get through this. And this isn't the end of the world. And he says, And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, you should be able to teach others also. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's one of those scriptures, I really like it on like a nice sunny day when everything is going smooth and I feel really good about everything in my life and, and everything is wonderful and everything is grand and it's like, ah, it's like endure hardness, yes. It's like, let me show you my biceps, you know. Mm. not so easy on Tuesday morning when you're enduring hardness. It's like, oh, really? Hardness? It's like, it's, 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 no, this is like my me time. This is, you know, when I hang out and do my thing that I do that's easy. And, like, or we could endure hardness. Uh, the Darby, I like this, says, uh, uh, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ. And uh, the young says, uh, to suffer evil as a good soldier of Christ. So hardness is good, you know, uh, but, you know, even uh, even positive things can be really hard, you know, or something you want to do can be really hard. Um, and, uh, but, 
that has kind of a different idea to it. Sharing and suffering or suffering evil. It's like, okay. Because we have power in God. And and there's there's power in the name. And in the name of Jesus. And we we feel like sometimes we should be able to fairy dust things away with the name of Jesus. Like, be gone, I don't believe in you. You know, and, and then our, our things just go away that we're not happy about. You know, and and uh you know, sometimes God knows that actually we're we're gonna overcome this thing. You know, we're not going to go around this thing, we're going to go through this thing. Um but oftentimes we get into a spot where we're in this hard place and and we're uh we've we've tried the fairy dusting thing and it didn't work and then we feel like there must be something wrong then i must be being punished <laughs> it's like i i've i've gone so off the rails that god is is punishing me and ignoring me with this this terrible uh uh, deprivation of, of soul that I'm going through, or you know whatever it might be. So I'm just throwing words out there. But um, but actually, what is it? You know, I I I'll bet if I put you on a lie detector, every single person in this place has agreed right along uh, with Ron when we were when we're singing that song and praying about fellowshipping with his sufferings true. And I'll bet you've even prayed it on your own. It's like, God, I want to fellowship with your sufferings. I want to, you know, I want to get down in there and be where you are and, and have you be where I am and, and, you know, be one flesh with you and, and all that stuff. And this is, this is how you get there. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's like, you know, I was dating this, this beautiful young woman and, uh, and I, I wanted to get married and, but I lived at home, you know, lived with my folks and um, uh, had this pathetic job, just pathetic job. I was 18 and I had a job that I could come and go as I pleased and it paid minimum wage. But it had unlimited advancement potential because you got a 25 cent raise every six months. So, I mean, man, you, if you could stick that out for like 20 years, <laughs> whoo! Tell you what, advanced I mean, growth potential this is like compound interest, you know. But, um, but no, I realized I was going to have to get a real job. Like I was going to have to get a job where I went, I showed up when they told me to, and worked all day, and and then I didn't get to go home till they told me I could. Uh, that was going to pay like actual money, and you know, it's, it's like, you know, you get your paycheck, and it's like, excuse me, the decimal is in the wrong place, you know. It's like I was going to have to. I couldn't have a job like that and move out of my parents' house and 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 get married. Um, and so I had you know I had this car payment that I was paying on, and so I took advantage of living at home and started like throwing massive amounts of money at it to to make that go away uh, before we got married. But I realized it's like okay, so I'm gonna have to do something here, you know. And it was a goal that I wanted and that I was excited about, and you know, and and I could. I suppose I could even pull out the example. It's like Jacob working for seven years, and it was like nothing, you know, because of the love that he had. It's like it's, it was no big deal to like get a real job and 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 all that stuff because I had I had a goal, you know, and uh, you know, and here we are, twenty years down the road, and I think I can't 
believe that worked. It's like I was I was so young and foolish and irresponsible and um we were just talking about this situation at work and I was like, you know, yeah, I was, I was talking to Josh Hayes. I was like, yeah, well, you know, when I was in my late 20s, I was a doofus. Like he couldn't tell me anything. It's like I knew everything and and, and all that. So, you know, so just to give you hope because here I made that decision and I was all, you know, I was all responsible and had this little fairy tale wedding and everything and then you know, ten years down the road, I was still a complete donkey, and and yet here I am. Not not maybe not exactly what God had in mind when He said, "Let there be man," but I'm close. You know, got the little acme thing on my tag on my shirt, you know, but. Um, but no, enduring hardness. Then, you know, we we can endure hard things um, with with an attitude that's like I've got a goal that I'm headed towards, and this is no big deal. Because that job was terrible. <laughs> that was an awful job. It was a swing shift job. I worked in this really hot warehouse. It was so loud you had to wear earplugs, and um, Everybody that worked there chewed tobacco, and they thought that the world was their spittoon. I mean, it was like, you know, paid like a cool eight-something an hour. I mean, whoo, you know. But, uh, um, you know, it got me out of my parents' house, and, and you know, and I got the girl. So it's like, okay, so I've endured hardness, and then, you know, of course... But here's the funny thing. Then I had to continue to endure hardness because I had to keep going to work. I had to get up and go to work in the morning. And then and then I left that job for a job that was in some ways even worse, in some ways better. And <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yep. So now I, I have irrevocably put myself on this path. And, uh, you know, I, now I have... a a house payment of sorts and uh you know a wife to support and I made a cool $14,000 for an entire year's worth of work. Whoo, yeah. You know, it was you talk about enduring hardness because we was broke. You know, we 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 lived on on uh expired food from my mom's pantry and ramen, you know, I'm telling you. It was good good times. You know, but um I didn't mind I didn't mind because I had the girl, you know. So I, I had I had a goal in mind, so it was it was all right. Plus, there was the 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 dread of if this fails, I'm gonna have to move in with the girl into my parents' basement. And I faced it with just the same amount of silence that you did. <laughs> so like that is so not happening. Not in a million years. So I was thinking we will live in a box under a bridge somewhere, and we will stay warm together. But um, so so we endure hardness then, and sometimes we go through stuff that just seems unjust, like something that is like inflicted on you by the universe, you know. And and <laughs> you know, and and that was kind of the the sort of week that Mike and I had. It's like we had this this thing going on at work that was like. I really resented this 
person bringing, you know, afflicting us with this situation. And, uh, um, and I couldn't really, that was just the best way I could think of it. It's like, I can't believe you are throwing, that, you know, that you are making us drag ourselves through this thing. It's like, I had this week where I couldn't hardly sleep, and I'm just anxious and dealing with all this stuff. And, and uh, of course, then we realized, hey, we're the boss. We don't have to put up with this. You can go work somewhere else. And so they did. But um, it didn't make it easy. It was it was not an easy easy thing at all. It was the first time we'd ever had a conversation with someone like that, and it was really not what I was expecting. It was really tough. But anyway, that's a story for another time. Um, so, you know, I I like how the King James says this though: enduring hardness, because like I said, we we feel like we should be like you know, in the name of Jesus, be gone, and our and our troubles just vanish, like you know, Calgon, take me away, and. Yet it, they don't, and uh, and then we feel like, well, maybe if I just you know clench up my faith hard enough, this thing will go away, you know. And and God's saying, well, actually, you're going to go through it. You're going to endure this, and it's going to be good for you. You know, have you ever have you ever had to go like on a trip, like a day trip that was you know I don't know three, four, five hours away, and be there for a while. But you you have to be home the same day. Like you can't not be where you got to be in the morning. And you're driving back, and you're thinking, oh, I just you know, I wish I could snap my fingers. Like be home, yeah. you know. It's like if only you know, if only uh, it was the 25th century. But uh, but you have to just you you can't. There's no shortcut to get home. You just have to drive that whole distance home. And, and I love a good road trip as much as the next person, but sometimes you have to just go through something like that, and there's no way around it. And 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 it's as I said, it's a very character building experience. Uh, so enduring, then sometimes you just have to simply endure something. You can't make it change. You know, think about Paul and Silas in the, in the dungeon. They 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 had no way to change their circumstance. Um, outside of the power of God. And so they, you know, I, I shudder to think, you know, had it been like Paul and Greg in the dungeon, you know, because Paul would have been like, you know what, we should we should sing some praise songs. And I'd be like, bleh. <laughs> it's like, you know, Paul, I'm just not feeling it today, you know. <laughs> and... You're all laughing because you probably would too, but but the thing is, is it's like that's the thing that turned everything around was 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 praising God because they couldn't change their circumstance, but that their circumstance did change when they praised God. And sometimes you're going to praise God in those difficult places and your circumstances aren't going to change, but you're going to feel a whole lot better about them because you're going to feel better about him. So. So enduring hardness is a um, is a really good thing. So he says, "There, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may choose please him that has chosen him to be a soldier." So, so God, so there, there's a focus then. There, there's there's a goal. Like, 
I was getting my paychecks every week, sitting in the in my bedroom at my parents' house, and I'm like doing the math. I'm like, okay, this is working. This is working. And uh, and but you know the this this whole getting married, and moving out thing was still just sort of a fuzzy someday type of thing. And then I remember we were in this very room having a party uh, as a as a church, and Ron was getting ready to leave for Africa for six months, uh, and he was leaving in I don't know less than two months from that time. And uh, I heard um, when I, we had been kind of thinking maybe like a summer wedding, perhaps, or something like that. And because, uh, you know, I was, had been doing the math and it was looking like that, that'll probably work out OK. And uh, I went to talk to her. I was like, so here you're leaving in March. And you're not going to be back till like September sometime. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Lord willing, that's the plan. I'm like, OK, so. Uh, so Cynthia and I were really hoping to get married this year. Um, you think uh, I think we should do that before you leave or after? And uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, we should do it before you leave, or you can do it before I leave. That, that's fine. So we, you know, we got a, out a calendar, picked like the very last Saturday before he was leaving. And so we went from we're getting married someday to we're we're getting married in six weeks. And I'm still living at my parents' house. And yeah, I, I had neglected the um, the detail of asking her if she wanted to get married. I just kind of made that assumption. But um, I mean, she hadn't indicated anything otherwise. I just <laughs> so I just kind of thought, okay, you know, well, and and besides that, I just I figured, hey, I finally got one, I'm not letting her get away. So, so, you know, and I, and I love it too because you know her mom's not here today. But I remember her just being like, "I'm so glad my daughters aren't interested in those boys." <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> she just didn't know how discerning a taste Cynthia had developed. So. Like after a long, long time, not not right away. It's like, yeah, this will do. Okay, but anyway, if a man also strives for mastery, yet he's not crowned unless he strives lawfully. So there's no shortcuts in life. You know, sometimes you just kind of have to drag through the difficult, unpleasant thing. It's like if you ever watched Band of Brothers, it's like they like have to run all the way up the hill and then all the way back down. And and there's you know with that 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 fool of a commander running past him going, hi, ho, silver, you know, and, and, and you'd just love to kill that guy, you know. You know but sometimes you need somebody that's that motivated to run past you and be like, yeah, okay. Or I can't let that guy beat me to the top of the mountain and back. So uh, the husbandman that labors must be first partaker of the fruits. Um, you know, it's interesting because the, the margin here says the husbandman laboring first must be partaker of the fruits. So a lot of times, you know, you're going to go through something, just as I said before, reading in Corinthians, like you're going to go through something and then the people around you are going to be dealing with it and, and you're going to have, have gone through that thing. I, I went through this, this period of just years of just being sure that God hated my guts 
and that he just kept me around because that was only fair and because he was a just God. And, and that everybody around me surely knew how screwed up I really was and, and how, um, you know, I didn't fit, I didn't belong. And, and someday something, it would finally out and then I would be out of there and then, you know, that would be that. You know, and, uh, but, but nonetheless, God keeps me around because, you know, He said He loved the world, so He'd have to, you know, He's got to be fair. You know, and, um, and, and, but seriously, years, years of that, just being sure that, that, that I was a hopeless case. And, um, you know, I, I just, over this period of time, you know, God just threw a, just a whole series of things. It was like, you know, that voice is a lie. That's not me. You know, and it was challenging to come to that place. You know, and, and, and honestly, he just had to prove it to me over and over and over again. You know, and, you know, it's like, like Martin Luther when he when he fought with the Catholic Church, he's like, you know, if you're going to get me to recant, you're going to have to convince me from the scriptures, not just the naked authority of the church, and just plain reason. <laughs> and and so it was like God just used the scriptures and just plain reason to convince me that actually I do love you. And actually you do belong and I love you just like I love everybody else. And it's like okay. And uh but the reason I bring that up is because I slogged through that for years, and then God puts all these people in my life that deal with that exact same thought. And it's like, and maybe they wouldn't articulate it the same way, but it's the same voice. It's the same thought process. And and so I, um, you know, so so God knows how to do that in your life, and and it feels like the most pathetic, useless waste of time to have to drag yourself through that stuff. But uh, but there really is a benefit to it. Um, I remember, you know, um, uh, years and years ago, um, like Cynthia had a court order to talk to this therapist, and and uh, you know, and he wasn't all that helpful. But I was just thinking, man, how great would it be to help people? Like have a job where you helped people when when they were like at like a really low moment in their life. Like that would be a really cool job. And uh, uh, so, <laughs> you know, there have been times I've gotten those phone calls and I and I remember that moment. It's like, yes, yes, this is a, it's a blessing because I put myself in those shoes of like, wow, I, I know there have been times when it's like I just needed somebody with skin on to talk to about this thing and, and, and point me in the right direction. So it's a blessing to have that. Um. I'm just going to buzz down through here. It's almost 10.30. He says, Consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble. And that, that's, the, that's the same word as, uh, that's translated endure hardness, suffer trouble. It says, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. So he's, he's even dealing with these, these things are even coming at him from the outside unjustly. And, but he's like, well, but the word of God is not bound. And so it's like, well, you know, you can't stop what God's doing. It's like, I'll just preach about God here. I'll just let the, the light of God shine through me here. 
Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It's a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. And if we suffer, we'll reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. And if we believe not, yet he abides faithful. He can't deny himself. I love that passage. You know, there's this great song uh, uh, the Casting Crowns did. Uh, and and he you know talks about just you know just clinging to the the idea that God loves you, uh, and uh, and saying that you know that only that only God knows how far the east is from the west, and you know and and he says that I'm not holding on to you, but you're holding on to me, you know because and we've all had those days where you're just like a, this like limp rag doll that he's just hanging on to you, you know and. You know, and you can't live your life that way. I mean, you got to hang on to him. Don't get me wrong. But, but he says, if we believe not, yet he abides faithful. You know, if you have one of those moments like Peter had last week, where it's like, you know, he he sank in the water and he said, "Lord, save me." It's like, you know, he can't. He abides faithful. He can't deny himself. Um, and I'm gonna close with this. And it says, of those things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I, you know, you all know that scripture. I, and I love that he he puts that here after he's been talking about all this, yeah, while he's rubbing Timothy's shoulders and telling him, it's like you can take this kid, it's like you can take him, he's a bum, and and he's, uh, and he he's like you know, you know, hey, words are important, you know, and you know, Greek is a way more precise language than English is. I was talking with. Jeremy about that last night, but 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 you can strive about words to no profit. You know, you you can you can get into a semantic argument that's just for the sake of of your own uh, self-aggrandizement. But he says to study to show yourself approved to God, a workman that needs not be ashamed. I love this rightly dividing. It means cut in a straight line. So if you had a sword that doesn't cut in a straight line. It's probably not going to be any good. And uh, so, but the the interesting thing about that is that, so it's obvious from that statement that there's a right way to divide the word of truth and there's a wrong way to divide it. You can, you can come up with the wrong conclusion from the word of God if you're not letting God bring you to the, to the conclusions. And, and so that's why, of course, we need the Holy Ghost as the teacher. And that's why we need, you know, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. It's like I, I needed somebody that that understood that that voice that's talking to you is not the voice of God. This over here, this is the voice of God. And this is what you have to go by. And and so uh, uh, and so I, I needed that because I was actually not dividing the, the word of truth properly. I was, I was coming up with this like crooked line that, that somehow... Uh, it was like taking a picture where you cut your X out, you know, and it's like, it's like, well, there's this, you know, this little picture. It's like, I don't know who that little silhouette was supposed to be, but he's not there, you know, and that, and that's, that was kind of how I was dividing the word of God going through those things. But God, you know, knows how to bring, bring you past that stuff and, and bring you to the right conclusion. And so, uh, you know, as you endure hardness, you, you got to have. You've got to have that. You've got to have this studying to show yourself approved and uh, and and rightly dividing the word of truth. Because of course in Hebrews he says that um, 
you know, that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, and rightly, you know, dividing to the asunder of soul and spirit and all that. And so, um, you know, of course, Jesus wrestled with, with the devil, and, and he brought the word of God to him, but it, but it was, he wasn't cutting it in a straight line. He, he was he had this twisted thing to make it do make it say what he wanted it to say, and and, and have the bring uh, this wrong conclusion to it. So 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 going through tough stuff. The thing that I I just I kept thinking about yesterday was just that that passage enduring hardness because we we feel like well it's like God loves me and he's on my team like shouldn't this thing just go away? It's like you know and. Uh, Sometimes, even though you have, it's like you, you have the answer, but you still don't feel any better, you know, and, and that's, that's where that sense of endurance comes in. That's why when you go to the gym over by all the cardio machines, they have TVs so that you can endure, you know, and, and I actually really resent that though, because like I've got my earbuds in, like trying to listen to a sermon or something and they all have closed captioning on, you know, and it's like, I can't not read it. And so it's like I'm, I'm trying to listen to a sermon, but I'm also watching King of Queens. It's like, dang it, you know. But um, anyway, but in, endurance, though, is something that you can't just you don't just snap your fingers and you have it. It takes time to build. And, and so, you know, hence endurance. It takes endurance to build endurance. So uh, but, but you get that by getting it stretched just a bit at a time. And then a bit of the time, and then a bit of the time, and so you, you you may come to this place in that enduring of hardness that it feels like hopeless, and that you you couldn't possibly endure any more hardness, but but God knows how much hardness you could endure, and and he and he's not going to let you fail. So, Jesus, we just thank you for your word and your love to us, and uh, all that you've done for us. God, we appreciate. Um, all that you do for us and we just pray today that that you would uh, just plant your word in our heart god and that that every soul in this place would be encouraged uh, by your love encouraged by your word god that every lying voice would be put to rest by us studying to show ourselves approved and rightly dividing your word god if if we if we need somebody to uh, point us in the right direction or to um uh, to bring us away from wrong conclusions, to bring us to right conclusions, God, then you're faithful to do that, and we trust you for it. And God, just I pray that uh, that every lying voice would be silenced today, God, and that your your love and that your voice would be the the thing that we receive today, God, and that whatever every soul in this place needs from you today. Yeah, I know that you are standing by, ready to give. We have only to, to reach out and take a hold of you. And God, we just we pray that you would be glorified in this place today. We want to offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and and uh, and have our eyes fixed on you, God, just like Paul and Silas in the dungeon. And, um, God, singing your praise. Um, because you are so worthy of it. God, we just we pray it and ask it in your righteous holy name. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.